guys, we are back with another episode of Relational Leadership, where we give you insights and ideas to help you become leaders that others want to follow. Today, I have a guest co-host that is going to be here to give us some business coaching ideas and helping small business owners get through some of the problems that they struggle with. My name is Stephanie Clements. And this is Dwayne Shover. And Dwayne, I'm excited to have you. And um, first question, just tell me a little bit. You're with Momentum Business Results. That's right. What got you deciding to become a business coach? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. It was about 15 years ago. I had an opportunity to make a career change. I had to keep working, but I could do pretty much anything I chose. And this seemed to be a good fit. There weren't nearly as many business coaches back then <laughs> as there are now. It was a, it you was were a little, paving the way a little more. It was a little bit of a roll of the dice. Yeah, it was. So, um, so business coaching, did you have somebody that kind of inspired you on that or how did no, you, how I had did you find that, it? I had someone that mentioned the idea to me and okay. I had to go research it and see what it was because it was new enough at that time that, not many people knew about it. Right, right. So, um, so since then, how many businesses do you think oh, you've probably several hundred that I've worked with? Right. Most of them one-on-one -on -one coaching with the business owner, and then a lot through seminars and events where there would be twenty people in a room. So that adds up. But right, sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, we always. I mean, you're you're somewhat new to podcast first time guest but um, first time podcast first first time podcast all right we got a newbie but um so let's get into some of the questions and you know we talked before what do you feel like some of the biggest issues are that are facing um business owners today well so that i'm clear on what you're asking our largest ex struggles externally or internally External, okay, but, well, let's go with external. Yeah, external forces. Uh, I think nationally, if I'm not mistaken, unemployment is at the lowest point it's been in the last several decades. So clearly, finding good help, finding people to, to staff your organization is a challenge right now. And Absolutely. So that is probably the single greatest external force. The economy itself seems strong. People are buying. People are doing work. It's challenge is finding people who can do the work for you. Right, right. Uh, internally, I think business owners have challenges that have probably gone on since this inception of business ownership, which is their ability or inability to handle uh, all, of the, all of the day to day things that happen in the business and at the same time plan for the future and prioritize themselves so they're able to work on things that are that have long term importance as opposed to just those things that are urgent and have to be done now. Right. Well, you know, that's, that is the working in the business and on the sure. business at the same time. And we have a fly in the studio. Mm -hmm. And um, so if, if we look a little spastic on here, luckily on Spotify, you don't see us, you just hear us. <laughs> but um, as, as a business owner myself, and you have, you've worked with me in the past also, mm -hmm. um, you know, having, that about you know trying to train somebody to do what you do so that you can work more on the business is is a struggle 
and and one of my you know one of my largest ones in the past being a solopreneur mm-hmm. and um you know luckily this time i learned a little bit from that and chose not to be a solopreneur and went straight into having everybody um set up before i got started mm-hmm. so if somebody's starting a business what would be one big piece of advice of how to set things up so that they're more set to succeed. Well, clearly having an, uh, an understanding of the industry in which you're in. Sure. And, and I think this is probably more anecdotal than it is statistically valid, but most business owners start a business in an industry which, with which they have familiarity. They have been an electrician working for an electrical contracting or electric service company, and they, for whatever reason, leave that organization and they start their own. And what are they going to start? They're going to start an electrical contracting business. Or an attorney, someone who's trained in the law, is going to start a law firm. Someone who's an IT specialist is going to start an IT company. So they have in-depth knowledge of their industry. The challenges that most business owners face is developing a business plan and a clear vision of where they want to be and figuring out how do you run a day-to-day business so that you're generating revenue, you and your family are eating, and at the same time, you're building something that will be much bigger than you that will provide for yourself, for others, and the long-term benefits that most business owners want, which is something from which they can eventually retire, sell, pass on to, to others. Yeah, the struggle is if it's all you, if you are the business, then there's nothing left sure. after you're gone. And having, <laughs> having that clear plan as to how they're going to do that and, and make that work while simultaneously running the business. And that's the single biggest challenge that they right. face, especially starting out. Now, do you do any kind of, and and this may be, no, I'm not even sure, um, any kind of seminars for people who are considering going in business and how to set plans like that? or I have. I have talked and helped with people help people with that kind of thing. It's not what I do most right, of the time. Right. Most of the people with whom I work have business. It's an established business. The challenge is they've reached a certain point in that business where it's not moving at the pace, moving forward at the pace that they have in mind. Right. They, they can see where they are. They can see where they want to be. Their challenge is figuring out how to get from this point right. to that point. Well, um, so what do you feel like are some of the key um, strategies and um, qualities that successful business owners have? Yeah, well, we've alluded to those already, and I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit. The single biggest thing that most business owners lack is a current business plan. And I don't necessarily mean the kind of business plan that you create when you're going to the bank or someplace to get a loan, but I'm just talking about a, a true functional, usable plan to take the business forward. So without that plan, they wind up in much more of a reactionary mode, which is normal. It's, this, sure. is not, this is not a fault. It is simply a characteristic. The challenge is to have that plan and then to work, review that plan, work that plan consistently, whether it's every, if not every day, at least every week, every month, where you're reviewing your status and your progress against right. what you knew you wanted to do. Because most people, most of us have pretty good clarity when we're looking out ahead. We know what we need to do. Right. The challenge many times then is to come back at any given point in that year and ask yourself, what have I done towards that recently? Sure. Because oftentimes you find yourself caught up in the day-to-day activities to the point that you're not able to execute a plan, no matter how well written it is. 
themselves. Right, right. So developing the plan and then finding a way to hold themselves and their team accountable to work that plan, reviewing it on a regular basis, making sure that they adjust accordingly as the year moves along, and then do that year after year after year. So, yeah, so setting up that initial business plan isn't enough um, as the economy and everything else changes sure. and you got to you got to shift. Yeah, in business and sports and anything else, you can have a right. great plan going in, but you have to also be fully aware that the situation may change and your plan has to change. But constantly we're going back and reviewing progress against that plan and making sure we're doing the things that we all said we intended to do. So what are some of the things that you do when you go one-on-one with a business owner um, to help them get that plan to mm-hmm. reach goals and things like that? So It's exactly that. We sit, talk, where are you now? Where is the business now? Where is it in terms of financially? Where's the revenue? Where's the margins? What's the profitability? Any you know receivables? What kind of questions? What kind of status is there financially? What what's the business look like in terms of team? Who do you have? How long does it take to find new people? How long does it take to train them? What does the business look like in terms of customers? Are they the right customers geographically and socioeconomically? Are they fully satisfied or delighted with the services or products that the business provides? What's the business look like in terms of processes, systems, procedures that are repeatable and sustainable year after year? Those four plus, what's the business providing the owner on a personal basis besides just revenue or income? If they're working however many hours a week, which is usually far too many, what percentage of their time are they using for different tasks? How many time are they, much time, and what percentage are they being the owner of the business and what percentage of their time are they maybe being the technician in the business, sure. which isn't nearly as as uh, profitable and 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 beneficial in the long right, run? So right. So we'll, we'll we'll ask where are we there and do a full assessment with them so they can assess the business to however they feel it is. Then we turn right around with those same five categories: financial, team, customers, process, personal. Where do we want it to be in one or two years? And we, be, we are as specific as we can be in laying out measurable targets, quantifiable targets, and then we figure out what kind of things do we need to do first? What are the highest priorities to move from where they are now to where they want to be? And how right. do we get started? And then holding them accountable to the Accountability is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And accountability is part of it. Tom, Sometimes, you know, we need that as business owners. Tom Landry, the, uh, we do ex-football coach or former football coach of the Dallas Cowboys Hall, NFL Hall of Famer once said something to the effect of sometimes a coach's job is to get people to do things they don't want to do so they can achieve what they want to achieve. Right. And it's not, it's not always accountability cracking the whip as much as it is sometimes support and help. Now, if you have somebody that is running a successful business, um, can you help them, you know, I know you've said before, even the best athlete still needs a coach in order to continue to get better. They may not realize that that swing has slipped just a little bit sure. or they get in their head or things like that. So do you have clients who are very successful but just get into that little rut maybe or – sure. Sure. That's a, that's a good word for it. I've (laughs) often said that sometimes it's a pretty fine line between being in a groove and being in a rut. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's, it's easy. You think things are going well, things are going well. And then finally you reach, you realize that maybe they're not going as well. And we're not doing the different things we need to do to evolve. So it's easy to, you know, I've worked for companies before that, you know, when you give new ideas and they're like, no, we do it this way because that's the way we've always done it. Sure. And so you get into a pattern of doing things and all the way you've always done it. But it, um, this guy's, he really he wants to persistent. be part of this, this podcast. He I'll, I'll fly here. But, um, you know, so it's easy to get into that groove and then to a rut of doing it the mm -hmm. way you've always done it, but things are changing and the way you've always done it doesn't really work. So, um, so good idea to have somebody come in and kind of do an assessment and make sure that you are right, you know, taking the right paths and making the right updates. What are some things you do to stay, you know, up to date on the newest business technologies, sure. you know, trends, things like that. Well, I have the benefit that a lot of people don't because I might be talking to three or four or five different business owners every day. So you can, we gain a lot just through sure. conversational exchange and what are they doing? What are they seeing? What have they tried? What have they heard? And I'm able to take that and help others pass that around. In addition, and even if you don't have that opportunity to have that many conversations every day with other business owners, there's always the opportunity to read. Um, my, my personal preference is less about books and, and, and more about articles. I love finding uh, ink articles, fortune articles. Right. All of these are found online and there's a ton of information out there. Then, and the articles can be short, quick hitting. They work well for business owners who don't necessarily have the time to to, to sit down for an hour and a half for two yeah. hours and read, pour through a book. So right. I, uh, those are probably the, easily the two biggest sources that I use. Right. Um, I like articles. I also do like podcasts where I'll look yeah, up um, things for um, if I'm wanting to learn How more about that. Right. Podcasts. Right? Podcast. <laughs> um, and, you know, YouTube is a great great source, you know, as I've been trying to incorporate more of the AI mm -hmm. um, technology in my business and figuring out how to use it. You know, technology is changing so fast that it's hard to keep up where I used to think, you know, back in, you know, 2008, 2010, that I was pretty tech savvy. And now I'm just barely trying to keep up with the Changes with every the day, changes, you know, <laughs> so, um, so a lot of YouTube to find out what people think mm -hmm. and how, how to manage things. Um, Great source. Yes. So, um, well, tell us a story, you know, where do you think some of your greatest successes have been? Or do you have a story of where things really turned around? Well, to be fair, the successes aren't really mine. I am, I have, uh, I've told people I am no more competent clients that achieve great results than I am with people who achieve lesser and I'm no less competent with people who achieve lesser results. This is more about how much a business owner is willing to apply themselves. Whether you mentioned earlier about athletes, you can have the greatest coach in the world. And if the athlete themselves either doesn't have the ability or doesn't put forth the effort, there are no results. And that sure. isn't necessarily reflective of the coach's ability. But I have been truly blessed to work with some wonderful business owners who have been 
very open to new ideas and trying things differently and developing new ways of doing things and have had tremendous results and have grown businesses uh, five times over 500% over a period of six or seven years, just right. year after year after growth. And, and the growth is not just revenue growth, not just top line, it's profitability. And they built businesses that they now can sell if that's, if they so desire, because the business not only is larger and more profitable, but they've developed the structure, the processes so that the business can actually run without them. And now that's something that someone can buy. Right. Right. Well, um, for anybody considering starting a business, you know, I think it's definitely a good idea if you have not owned a business before, you know, to sit down with a business coach, getting things done. But, you know, some of the things that I have learned myself, uh, making sure you have a good bookkeeper who will keep you on track and um, give you reports and things like that so that you know financially where you are. Uh, that is definitely one of my weaknesses. I don't want to go do the books. And so, you know, before when I was a business owner, it was just still running. And then when I had a chance, I would update them, but I didn't necessarily know at any given time exactly where I was. So that is one of the things, you know, mm -hmm. when I started my latest business, I made sure I had a, a good uh, bookkeeper and I was like, I want the, I want reports. I want it closed out at the end of each month. So it's not building up on me. Right. And, um, but then, you know, getting the right people in place, getting your marketing in place before you decide to open. I think that a lot of business owners can get as when you're starting a new business, you can get so excited and you want to get out and start making money that you don't put all those steps in place mm -hmm. first. Well, they're expensive. <clears throat> they are. When you, you're, you're focusing on, on new business startups and they don't usually have a bucket of cash to work with. So they wind up trying to do things economically, but your point is very valid. A, a business of any size, small business or a large corporation, they have the same functions. There right. is, there's a legal department in a corporation. Small business has hope hopefully, ideally, has an attorney. There's a financial department in a large corporation. Hopefully, the small owner, had business owner, has a great relationship with their bank. There's an accounting department. They have an accountant. These people aren't necessarily employees, but they're outsourced resources. Yeah. And the same with everything you mentioned. And then there may be some areas in which the owner is particularly savvy, comes with a marketing background. Well, you can, the owner becomes a marketing department. Sure, but, but, sure. But there should be a team around say should be should is a very unfortunate word i think it's beneficial yes when a business owner builds a team whether it's a new startup business or existing business but that team around them with other people doing things that the owner doesn't need to do if the owner's finding themselves doing things that could be done by someone at a much lower rate then they need to ask themselves are they focusing on the things that only an owner could do right well, one of the top reasons that businesses fail is, you know, not being financially sound. Um, so that's definitely something you need to consider when you start a business is whether you can function and have enough to get through uh, longer than next week's paycheck. <laughs> so, 
but it is a mistake that a lot of people make and think that they can jump in and go with it. So I do, you know, again, from my own experiences, I've done it the wrong way. Um, I've done it the right way. And so it takes a while and I would definitely recommend having some of that in place before you jump in and decide that you can do it on your own. If you have a spouse that has income and you can live off of that, that can make a difference. But if you're going to be the breadwinner or there's nobody else to, you know, catch, you know, it's, it's good to start off on the right foot. Um, the Small Business Administration and SCORE do a lot with new business owners and people getting in to help you have um, from business plans to having all the filings, getting everything ready. Uh, that's a good source for um, somebody considering business I to were, get in there. I were talking to someone who asked where, where to go for help when they're starting a business. I'd say the Small Business Development Council right downtown. Yeah. And then they, I think, are also linked with SCORE, which is a group of usually former business executives who provide support and assistance consulting for small businesses, usually at little or no cost, I right. believe. So if you're starting a business, that's a great place to go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and if you're in business, again, and need to advance, then, you know, getting a business coach, of course, Dwayne is a great one, but um, gracious. <laughs> that, that can really help. And, you know, I know for me, if for nothing else, it was a good sounding board because sometimes I can come up with my own solutions if I just am getting it set, if I'm saying it out loud and I, I or, or see my own problems when you're talking and you actually say it out loud as opposed to right. when it's just still running around in your head. I had, um, a, had a gentleman with whom I worked years ago. He had a very small business. I think he might have had less than a half a dozen employees, but we had a great conversation and he obviously felt some relief and comfort at the end of the conversation, whatever the topic was. And I remember him saying, oh, it's good to have somebody to talk to because it's so lonely at the top. And he stopped me and said, even if the top's only that far off the bottom. Right, right. You know, <laughs> well, a lot of times as a business owner too, we don't want, you know, you don't want your staff to know that you're struggling because that can trickle down and then you don't want, you know, others, you don't want customers to know you're struggling. You know, you want to keep that game face going. So I want to take it home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, having somebody that, that you trust that can be that sounding board is, is important too. It can be huge. Yeah. I, th I would say not just can be, it is. Yeah, and, and many people are fortunate to have a, a mentor. Maybe they took right. over the business from a parent uh, who knows the business and right. knows the ins and outs, or they've got other friends and associates that run businesses, and maybe that's a great thing. But someone somewhere who has a vested interest in that individual's success sure. is, a, is a wonderful asset. There, there are also organizations, um, you know, entrepreneurs organization, mm -hmm. um, Things like that where you can do roundtable, you know, masterminds to get with others who may be facing some of the same challenges. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's another good source. Just like you said, you learn a lot just because of the fact that you have all those other business owners right. to pick your group yeah. carefully because it doesn't do you much good to join a group with 
most people just like the sound of their own voice. No, that is very true. So pick your group carefully. Make sure it's uh, folks that where there's a facilitator, moderator to help engage everyone. Sure. Comparably, equally in the conversation. Yeah, those are those are great sources. Um, Someone like a business coach, and like we said when we started this podcast, there's a lot of them out there. Yes. So finding one who would take the time to spend with you and care about your business, that kind of thing is very vital. Sure. Well, I appreciate um, everything than you coming out and being part of this podcast. And I hope that all of you got a few tidbits that you can use in your business. And again, if you're considering starting a business that this will help you. And um, if you want to follow us for other leadership podcasts, my co-host Sean Dolly will be back with me next week and we will be discussing um, with, well, actually have another guest host. So I'll be sharing that soon, but you can find us on Spotify, Audible and Apple. Also, YouTube and Facebook, we'd love you to follow and share those things there. And um, we will have a different topic for you next week and appreciate all of you joining today. Thank you. And thank you again, Dwayne. My pleasure. And we will see you next time.